Listening to new information creates fresh connections in your brain and greater awareness. Shades of Life awakens your brain with new information through shared stories and programs from a variety of presenters, bringing multiple perspectives and adding to the whole. Good evening, everybody across America, and this is Parrish, your host. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about a variety of subjects, and we're supposed to have some call-in surprise guests. We'll see how that all goes down. Uh, meanwhile, what we're going to start out with is actually discussing today, because this is a full moon, okay, and there are people and folks out there that are calling it a blue full moon and making, therefore, some uh, movement or gesture that that means something more than just the moon, right? So we're going to actually have some of those people uh, call in, if they would, and let us know just what that means, okay, so that we can all get in on if there's something good time happening. And one of, that being one of the many things we're going to start with, okay, uh, we're also going to discuss effects, emotional effects that uh, different parts of nature actually has on our body. Uh, for instance, the high birth rates that happen when there's different, uh, like the new moon cycle, uh, different illnesses when they're in certain stages of their uh, situations uh, while people are hospitalized. Hospital nurses and doctors will say, you know, this is the first phase of the full moon and therefore uh, these patients are a little bit more sensitive to certain things that show up in their particular uh, field. So we're going to look at that and actually see what we can discuss and uh, make some sense to that. So but we want to actually uh, have, as you can hear, the great bin is being banging in the background here. But meanwhile, we can actually uh, discuss anything that our callers decide. So if you are in the mood to call in, you're really going to have to get with us real fast so that we know how we can make your evening far, far more advantageous and that your day needs to be perked up a little bit. Maybe instead of coffee, we can just have talk. And if we're going to move into being a better person, and we're in the process of growth, which many, many people are doing. And it's so exciting and, and good to see this all happening. And we are very, very grateful for the quantum physicists and science that has finally begun a major topic line of conversations with people because it always had some outstanding answers for us in our transformational tracks. I'm always amazed at how slow it took what I would consider the metaphysical or the spiritual communities to actually pick up on quantum physics because my route with it began way over 50 years ago and uh, my interest in it was actually seeing how scientists in the study of energy at its smallest level, quantum means the smallest level, right, of energy that we can't measure, how that proved all of the wonderful and exciting and maybe sometimes phenomenal things that uh, people in my community, the Native American community, was doing. Now, let's talk about what happens with us physically and emotionally when the moon begins to come to its completion as we're looking out tonight. And I want to educate some of you and share with you some of the particulars that you may or may not know. With Cherokee people, many indigenous families and groups feel that the Cherokee people 
my people are a bit backwards as to how we see things or opposite from others with how we relate to something. So the moon to us is often spoken of as grandfather, not grandmother. Most people see the moon as the particular calendar of woman and her many cycles, her men's cycles and her female cycles. Uh, we see the full moon more because of our cultural energies uh, of working with the earth and planting and being growers, okay? We see the moon as grandfather, that's seeding time. So we recognize that the masculine seeds and that it's the sun that incubates, nurtures, and brings light forth. So it's not a matter of being different. It's looking at something from another aspect. One of the things that I like to tell people is that everything, including me and you and our physical bodies, has the presence of both the masculine and the feminine. So when we're looking at things, we may well sound or speak of one or the other. And I've had people say, well, it almost is like, you just contradicted it. I thought it was masculine. Well, yes, but at this point, we're working with the feminine of that particular. So we know that there's a balance there, a harmony. So basically, most Cherokee people will speak of the moon as grandfather. Now, saying that, this is a seeding time. And between the full moon and the new moon, there's this waning time. There's the waxing, which means the getting the moon growing and getting full. And then there's the waning time of the moon going into its restful state and then finally into the point of where in the night sky you really won't see it from dusk to dawn. And that be new moon, no moon. So what happens then in, in these particular times? Okay, let's talk about magnetics here. Uh, I remember once, oh, so many, many years ago, actually being asked to speak at one of the universities in Cleveland, Ohio, a case western. And uh, one of the professors had, oh, got very livid and very upset when I spoke of uh, a particular situation having some effects from the moon cycle because that as the cyclic uh, behavior continued actually seeing when does it show up I mean just being native because everything is a circle to us we look to whatever cyclic influence would come of the many things that we as beings actually live and so we found out that at particular phases in this case history anyway that on particular phases this was a reactionary predictable particular and because I was relating it to the moon cycle, this particular highly educated gentleman had a very hard time with that and considered it nonsense. Then one of the other scientists that was present happened to speak up and say, well, if we're talking about magnetics, now, I, he, like he said, I'm not into astronomy, and I really don't know planetary cosmology uh, Scientists in any degree, but he says, I do know this is a fisherman, that I'm going to go out when the moon is full, and I'm going to find that the tides have definitely been affected by that moon, and that it would not be uncommon for a seafaring person 
to make that relationship very well known and spoken of. So we obviously got into quite a discussion and debate over that. So that the fact that if we are to look at our physiology and the earth, there are all these similarities that are now known as to how much like the earth we are. Our bodies, what we consider our mass and the, the volume of which it occupies, is 70% or better of water, just like the earth. So then we have to say that if that particular magnetic pull between however the positioning of the moon is that has its effects with us as earthlings, okay, so as bodily earthlings do we have some effects. So now, does that mean everybody turns into a werewolf at the full moon? This, you know, there's some exaggerations. And, you know, I can only tell you in my reality, I don't know that. So... What I want to say then is that we have to look at looking to why farmers and why certain particular uh, human medicines and doctors would pay attention to that. One of the other men in the room at that time was uh, definitely a GY, uh, was a gynecologist, okay, GYN guy. And he said that he does pay very strong attention because of something that one of his uh, midwives and one of his nurses brought to his attention is that how their business becomes very, very active with the new births on the new moon. And within a, a two to three day period with each month, according to what position the moon's in, he says we do expect to have to come in and spend some late hours. So, I mean, it's probably just who you want to talk to and how open-minded people are. So, basically... We know that that beautiful thing out there that often stimulates romantic feelings or just the absolute awesome sense of beauty in its silver light actually brings up many things in our physiology that shows how related, no matter the distance, how very related we are to all of the bodies that make up the heavens. Okay, now we're going to go back to some discussion on uh, what we were talking about as far as what the moon's effects are with us. And again, know that some of you great uh, people out there that have so much information about these various things, we really open for you to help let us know more about what we need to know. And uh, so call in, especially if you have particular information regarding what makes this a blue moon, okay? Now, we're going to talk about that even what we have been, uh, things we have had shared with us as far as medical people, okay, that doctors who have patients that are on very serious respiratory equipment and machines, that no matter how good the machine is, and obviously that's the whole lifeline, that there seems to become more complications that nurses will report more complications with people on those respiratory uh, equipments and so forth and on. I have two friends that uh, claim uh, as very severe asthma as an experience. And with both of them, uh, when the moon is very full, okay, as it is tonight, they tend to not be able to come out. And if you invite them to certain doings and stuff, they'll tell you they're having a little harder time tonight breathing, so they're just going to rest. Or, you know, they'll, often I've heard them uh, explain that they've had a lot of stress through the day and they think that they'll just kind of stay in tonight. 
So uh, when I heard that, I immediately related to some people that I knew that I, it's very obvious to me because I would always say, but there's such a beautiful moon tonight. You know, it'd be nice if you come and join with us and we're going to kind of sit out and suck on something cold and talk about some, you know, exciting things, but they just aren't up to it. So we have to understand that we have all of these relations with all of nature and that we're a far greater complexity of it all than what we originally give ourselves credit for. The other thing I like to do is make sure that I let people know that we're not a body. And I think some people told me that that's sort of Deepak Chopra's byline is you're not a body. But you're not a body. You are far less material and density than you are energy. So I use terminology that I've picked up from my science friends, and that's a grid that we our energy field is on a grid, and that grid is part of the bigger whole picture. Uh, I don't know where it, many of you are, but in everything I do on business, and I have had enormous success. Uh, first off, I go at business venture and business with an excitement and uh, a sense of birthing, of, of creating and bringing something forward in life that's very useful. Uh, businesses means positions and abundance, you know, that I can help people arrive and get. So I go at it with a definite serious fun. And, uh, when you know, and, and like I said, my record to date is has been very successful. And I truly, truly help, uh, you know, love seeing people uh, accumulate their wealth principles and come to realization. So I use the moon as one of those particulars. I have a system that I introduce people to, and uh, that system is sensitive to how the 28 days of the moon actually fit into everything else that we do and how, you know, I don't so much uh, have, and, and this is not negative to all you beautiful astrologers out there, but it, uh, I don't necessarily have an affinity on how the signs all fit in that. So if somebody wants to call in and put some more perspective on that or, you know, actually become a guest on the show, just let us know because we can arrange that. But for me, it's it's more just watching how the moon cycles. And, yes, de definitely there are gatherings of planets as there are nations of people. And all of that is part of how my people have always looked to the heavens for the cyclic influences that enhance the way we can move within the earth herself. So I do it with business. I actually will see the new moon as the new beginnings, as uh, you know, uh, that we we have come to, we've had a completion, and what I consider an introspective or creative time between the full moon and the new moon. And that by the new moon's time, I'm very involved with contracts. I'm very involved with getting things truly locked into position in an agreement and knowing what I'm going to go for. And then I realize I give myself those two weeks between what we would consider the new moon and the full moon to actually apply tremendous activity and task level, uh, you know, needs and stuff to actually see the manifestation or at least a very good cusp of that manifestation when that moon is coming to its fullness. And uh, 
it always leaves me, and I do this, and you know, I'm, I'm everybody around me sees that I have all of these reasons to celebrate. I look for a justification to have a holiday every day, and Sunday for me is every day. The sun shines every day, so every day is a Sabbath to me because it's the little day that I have been given. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit unusual, and I have people who love me that are very tolerant of all that unusual stuff that I do. But uh, basically, in business, I get very, very uh, definite in, in how we want to maximize uh, everything around us to you know, see the good of and the accomplishment level of what we can do and what we are all about as a being. We are creators. And sometimes people have just gotten dust in their eyes and forgotten that. Or somebody has thrown some dust in their eyes and they haven't been able to see, to be realized that they do create and that we are the children of God, so therefore we are co-creators. And so... We are always of the source. And in doing that, we can make magnificent things. And so for me, one of the greater messages in my excitement about hearing what is this blue moon that everybody's talking about, okay, is the fact that, you know, we're we're in a time to where people have undergone some extraordinary economic changes. And we're, we're coming back to economy and money in regards to the moon because, who is not affected by that? There aren't too many liberated beings in the world that just have nothing to do with money, okay? But those are the non-attachment people, and though they say they're non-attached, it still flows. It still flows. It still touches life in every place. And that's, okay, the exchange of how we exchange and what we put forth for something that we're taking from. So when we come to the moon, we want to make sure that we're using its particular effects upon the water or the fluid levels of our body to give us the maximum amount of good health as well as clarity of mind as well as the energetics that we need in order to do the physical demand that comes with actually getting into success. Uh, I laugh very heartily at people who will tell me, you know, that they, they think that success simply means never having to work again. You know, it's like, oh, 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 we have to change that. does not mean you'll never work again. It just means that maybe the way you have been working will become different, okay? So we do have to get back to getting to the basics of what energy and life is all about. So basically, we're looking to see how all of the, what I consider the major parts of our life, business being one, which means how, how we actually exercise the power of creating our own wealth and our own uh, livelihood, and then how we can actually see that it helps us, enhances us spiritually. So I deal with a lot of monks, especially Tibetan monks that are have accumulated as a great resource of friendships in my life. And in the meditation cultures and worlds, which my people are one of those as well, the Cherokee, we we meditate in what is considered the walking meditation as well as uh, always putting our back up against a tree or sitting upon a large stone person. We like those vibrational fields to actually help us get into a quieter, uh, more serene set of mind and energy. 
So basically, meditative cultures and people actually share that their particular uh, processes are often impaired by the busyness of the full moon. So this is when many of them uh, do a lot of the walking meditations or what we would consider the active meditations. Now, what's an active meditation? Obviously, one that you don't sit very, very still, okay? Um, an active meditation is also one that uh, basically sits pretty much in the same description as visualization. Uh, it's not one where you're in deep uh, introspection and contemplation within your own mind space. It's when you're actually letting someone else's voice in or having a guided reverie or meditation. So those are all active meditations. Okay, and those can become not as easily uh, successful or, or strong during the time of, of our uh, full moon. So, you know, what are some of the suggestions, if any of you have any? What do you do in that particular time? Like I said, being of a cyclic nature uh, in my own manner of life and culture, I have the, definitely the way that I go into the full moon is more on that active meditation level and then how I actually function within the 24, 48 hours after the full moon is also part of how I do my active meditation. I love fire. Fire was has always been a part, a great part of my life as well as my ritualistic nature and ceremonial life. And uh, so during these days, if it's at all possible in the evening, what I use to focus and to just be such an immense part of, of all the beauty in life and excitement of life is just build a fire and sit with it. Um, listen to it. You know, I have firemen who tell me that when they go into where there's a great fire that they also realize that there's a difference in the the actual sound and the voices in the fire uh, because of the different moon cycles. So, I mean, I just have this variety of people who have brought this to my attention in one way or another. How this particular effect hits, you know, some of the realities of what goes on within us as a life. And so, basically, you know, for me, part of my active meditation is being with the fire and just closing my eyes and listening to it and hearing its voice and the various messages there, as well as looking at it and doing what I call the gaze, uh, sitting and doing the gaze meditation, which is where I just lock into a particular focus point and allow my mind and my eyes to uh, go into Thea. And at that point of the mind patterns, you see all kinds of interactions with energy and things like that. So I'll see forms that come in the fire. I see faces that will come out of the fire. Uh, just just a horrendously good nurturing time. So we are definitely, you know, attached to me. When I say we, I'm talking about as Cherokee. We're definitely attached to how all of nature moves into the given day of life. And everything has its purpose as well as its voice. So we speak of everything as, as, as important as ourselves. And so we see most often you'll hear Native people speak of the tree people or the stone people, you know, 
and the old, like we will say, the fire is the old ones because fire has not quite been defined yet by most scientists. So we see a lot of these things as just we don't need to know the answers to it. We just know how it interacts and gives us the particular wealth that's in our life, which is the connection to all things and the interconnectedness to things. For me, uh, this is a powerful time of completion. So tonight what we will do is uh, there will be a number of people who will actually come and join me and we'll build a fire and we do a particular practice exercise at the full moon and that as well as the new moon there's two primary times that uh, we I have you know friends that'll come in and sometimes we have a bit of a social evening and dinner beforehand but by the time the moon gets to be quite well overhead with us we have a fire and what we'll do is actually sing some people share religious songs some people have chants so we just make sure that all of that's part of our ceremonies as we call them in this moon time so full moon night as well as new moon time we do those particular activities then what we will do is on a piece of paper we'll take have taken sometime throughout the day, if not at least by evening. And we write out all the things we journal. And we look at all the things that we have put into postulates that we to actually put a lot of energy, perspective, and creativity to at the new moon. So basically tonight what we'll do is look and review the postulates of the past cycle to see and learn of ourselves as to how we have actually been able to stay on, on primary targets. Uh, if we've had realization and manifestation, uh, I have my own little uh, thing that I say here that uh, organization is realization, so you have to kind of put things into a flow or a process of how first things first and then and then and then so that you have this flow that actually builds a momentum for you. So we'll do some reviewing with that and everybody share. Some people don't like to share. Uh, they have a strong belief that if you talk about it, you lose power in it. And so we don't, nobody's, you know, embarrassed to say I pass on that or I'm, I'm in contemplation. So basically what we'll have is people who will share what they're doing and how they, how they have had successes in their postulates or their goals, and then how they're still in the process of that. A postulate to me is when, I, is when I'm saying something is. A goal is when I'm going to give something my very best and put everything I've got to it. But by the time I make it a postulate, it's done. There is no negotiation. There is no going back and thinking it out again or trying to change it to make it look something else. Postulate to me is simply the statement, and so it is. And from there, there is no further negotiation. So we do some talking about that. I'm, I'm a little bit more of a stickler on that than some people are, and that's okay, too. You know, everybody is who and what they need to be. So basically, we'll do some of that, and then we're going to be writing out on another journal paper uh, some of the things that we have that have that are new and ideas of creativity that have come up in our life over this past cycle, 
and then we'll put that forward as some things we're going to move toward or review. We may be just doing some research on it during this introspective time between full moon and new moon as the moon is waning. And uh, that's a quiet time and a time to where, you know, the energy may be better used to do uh, planning and, like I said, developing and all these other things because this is a subtle time and then those waters and fluids of our body seem to have just a little bit more heaviness to it. Therefore, sometimes making people feel not like they feel at their best or energetic. So there's a number of things we do with that. If we have a caller, is there anyone on the line? Yes, this is Lois. Hi, Lois, and what part of our world are you in, Lois? I am in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, yeah, very good. A beautiful part, a bit bit part of our world, is for sure. What's going on there? It's been, it's really wonderful. Uh, we have a fantastic rains last night. We've had several uh, slow rains the last couple of days, and today, last night, we had a wonderful rain shower, giving us much-needed uh, water for all the plants. All right, very, very good, which is another element of what people contribute to certain moon influences that uh, usually storms or rain or something comes in and uh, accompanies some of the vibrational feel of the full moon. So did you have something else you wanted to share with us? Well, I just wanted to share in talking about the moon. I'm I'm an avid gardener, and so uh, one of the things that I always watch when I'm planting and weeding and doing various uh, things in the garden is I look at the sun signs and uh, where the moon is uh, to see is this a good planting day or is this a good weeding day? Um, should I just uh, sit back and watch it grow? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, <laughs> and you know it um, it really it really does make a difference. I mean, I have planted at different times when. You know, oh, I'm busy, I can't do it, I'm just going to put it in whenever I can, and I'm sure it will grow. And I don't, you know, I really don't get as good of a production. The plants don't seem to grow as well as when I really watch those signs and plant those plants at the right sign of the moon. Um, As it's, you know, as it's recommended, I go online and find that information and plant accordingly or I weed accordingly. And it just makes a huge difference and um, in the garden. And also with uh, just weeding out those items that uh, I don't necessarily want there, uh, it really makes a difference because they just don't come back as fast, you know? Yeah. And that yeah, really true. makes it, yeah, a bit, it's a really big difference. And you know, uh, that, go ahead. I was going to say I hope that tonight is a great night for blackberry picking because mm-hmm. I am in the fields where I found some wild blackberries, and they are delicious. Fantastic. I'm sure there is if you're having them in your hand. That's reality. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, is that do you pay any attention to the Farmer's Almanac? Because there's actually a publication that farmers use that have zodiac and uh, astrology kind of inclination. Yes, I do. I have those pages that they lay right next to my, uh, on my table so that I can see and check that. And is this the day to do this or is this the day to do this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I and, do. And, you, and you can vouch for the success that you have when you pay attention to that. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, yes, indeed. Yeah. 
I even know that, uh, you know, I have some people who are very much into growing their own foods as well as their own, they have open range foods, so it's more of the organic family. And they actually say that there's particular signs that they, not only is there the moon cycles that they watch, but there are better planetary times to when there are certain foods, like whatever goes in the ground, uh, some of the stuff that has top growth and all of these other things. So they get into some of the particular influences of what planetary lines move. And what amazes me, because, you know, sometimes they're the resource that I use when I can't uh, find things that I need in the regular grocery store, and the abundance that they have and the carefree joy, like you had just said before, that sometimes it's just what? the time to sit and watch it grow, you know, and if that's Thank the case, this, is a, this happens at a time when uh, we have uh, the ability to see how abundant the energy in itself comes. So we're talking about plants. We're not just talking about soil. Like you're bringing up, we're talking about water. We're talking about all those vibrational influences that come along with what helps grow, what nurtures our bodies. So we thank you very much for sharing it. So blackberries are in right now, and I should really go check the blackberry bushes that I planted in the fall, right? Right. At least they are here. <laughs> well, I love blackberries, so I'll have to go see if mine are ripening. Meanwhile, thank you so much for calling and, and sharing with us. Okay, uh, do we have any other callers? Hi, my name is Deb. I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio. Hello, Columbus. I uh, was Googling the blue moon, and uh, I only I came up with something from Wikipedia, Um and it says, I think this is a consequence of us trying to control nature, I'm not sure, but it says the moon can be referred to as a third full moon in a season with four full moons. Uh, it says most years have 12 full moons that occur approximately monthly. In addition to those 12 full lunar cycles, each solar calendar year contains roughly 11 days more than the lunar year of 12 lunations. The extra days accumulate so that every two or three years, seven times in a 19-year metonic cycle, not sure what that is, there is an extra full moon. And so the term blue moon comes from folklore. Uh, there's different traditions and conventions that place the extra blue full moon at different times of years. So that's uh, that's what I found as far as uh, why they're calling it a blue moon. Because it's mm-hmm. extra. <laughs> okay. It's an extra one, so it's a blue moon. All right. Well, that, that's acceptable. It's a little bit more than maybe some people know. I do know that there are different cultures, too, that use this particular uh, moon count and its frequency to know that it's they give a, more of a, an energy. Now, when I speak of energy, I'm speaking sometimes of spirit, so I need to clarify myself that they have spiritual value because there's more energy particular for a particular reason at that time. So if we have any people like that that's online or wants to call in and share that, we can do that too. But you've given us a highly educated perspective of what that means. I just need to ask you a question. When you're saying that there's more moon cycles in a particular 
uh, seasonal time. Are you saying like we're in spring right now, so we've had more moon cycles than the, the three that would be part of the three months that we make spring? Yes. In a season that would have four full moon cycles, the third, they're actually saying the third full moon would be the one they're referring to as the blue moon. Okay. But wouldn't there normally be three moons in a cycle since each seasonal cycle is three months? Normally, so you're not the one. <laughs> there, so you're not the one to ask that, huh? <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, there would be, but this is they're saying the fourth, the fourth full moon. There's four that occur in in uh, in a cycle, but for some reason, instead of calling the fourth moon the blue moon, they're calling the third full moon. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some some logic and sense to it, and like I I know more of what the folklore's perspective on it is, and I'm trying to not throw so much of that in there and and get other ideas on the table. So I appreciate that you called in, and when we're hearing how seasonally things have been disrupted or turbulent, uh, it it begins to play into the many people's uh, particular interest at this time of earth changes and the cyclic uh, expanding or shrinking or actually relocating. Okay, anyone else on the line? Hi, this is Nancy from Tucson. Okay, hello, Nancy. I um I saw on the NASA site, they explained that a blue moon is, if you have two full moons in a calendar month, so, I mean, I saw what Wikipedia said about the third out of four, and I thought those were a little confusing. Then there's really pretty pictures online of blue moons. But on the NASA site, it says, um, are they really blue? Um, it's, well, it says, believe it or not, scientists say blue-colored moons are real. But later on, they say probably not. But then when you go back to folklore, they said there was a time not long ago when people saw blue moons almost every night full moons, half moons, crescent moons, and that time was in the year 1883 when the year when the Indonesian volcano named Krakatoa exploded. And uh-huh. at that time period, they were seeing blue moons. So mm-hmm. it had something to do with, uh, the, the scientists said that the blast of that volcano was likened to a 100 megaton nuclear bomb and that the moon uh-huh. turned blue. I mean, I know okay. it's an expression that means rare, but they said back in, the, in, the, in what is it, 100, more than 100 years ago that that volcano had that effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know. So, some I, people have sent me some, so I, I appreciate that. And that helps people maybe understand why we're relating to them, because I was going to say, the moon where I'm at has no blue color to it. It, uh, it usually comes up sometimes red on our horizon, but definitely not blue. So that helps us understand how that kind of got into the works of describing the blue that people see. Right. So we thank you very much for calling in. So we've had some input on what's about the blue moon and what's about happening today is the full moon across our world. Now, some friends have been contacting through text and email and stuff that live in Germany and uh, Australia and other places. And, of course, we're like a day behind them. Uh, They would have basically had their particular full moon view or whatever, I guess, yesterday. So we uh, 
this is some of the questions that comes up in many times with professionals and uh, uh, very highly educated, skilled people who will say, well, you know, when you make statements like this, you're not allowing for the fact that time zones all have these various and different times that things like this happen. And uh, my response to that is that it doesn't matter because within that perspective, though it's kind of a cycle that goes around our earth because she is round, okay, we would be experiencing the influence of that in whatever location we would be in. And examples that I have of that is in the many travels that I do. I am constantly traveling. I love it. I'm like the wind. I seem to start really feeling antsy if I'm in any one place any amount of time. I like to just either see the earth in all her glory and all the beautiful peoples that make up my family of humanity. So when I travel and everything, the the, uh, particular effects that I'm talking about that are part of the cultural nature of who I am, uh, I experience them in whatever, whatever location I'm in and whatever time zone I'm in. So I'm not really seeing that as something different or off or that throws me off because I'm at a different time zone. And uh, uh, people, I've had people and been with people who go through severe reactions of what they call jet lag. Uh, I don't do that as soon as I can, whenever I arrive, especially if there's a great distance from where I'm more acclimated and call a home base. I'll simply draw water up and jump in the tub with some sea salt and some other herbal things and just kind of do a soak and therefore allow the frequency to, you know, of change that I'm in and whatever feel and grid that is to actually have its time with my uh, alter body and make whatever adjustments I have. So I don't I don't go through that. And sometimes when I don't arrive in time to have that uh, Uh, time to jump in the water, I simply take a few minutes of just breathing and uh, using the meditative time to draw on the experience of being in that water and uh, just immediately click in. I'm not a person that does a whole lot of sleeping. Uh, Life is so exciting to me that sleep periods are small and uh, I'm just too nosy. I have to get out and see what's happening and the stillness that the night offers me, like because uh, my days are really, really active, and can't say that my nights aren't either because of the international family that I have. I'm sometimes on conference calls and stuff at three, four uh, o'clock in the morning, or even one o'clock in the morning. So the night can become as active for me, and I don't, uh, you know, it's just my beliefs are in the way I handle it is that uh, I just make those adjustments through meditation and breathing and uh, what some people consider yoga. Um, We have what we consider earth balancing uh, energy uh, techniques and stuff that I was raised as a child to do because back then there wasn't very many cars and means of travel, so you had to do a lot of walking. But at this time, it's just like really great to see the wonderful things that are happening and these cycles being a part of how I count my month. Uh, One of the other notes that's here on the board uh, for some people who are actually texting and uh, emailing in some responses in that is to actually speak about the, you know, the the very fact that uh, 
during all of these these particular trends or what they consider the moon trends and the way these processes go is that uh, as we keep in pace with that we you know we we need to be aware of the physical effects on our body of these various exchanges of energy so again like i said in our cultural way we have what we consider earth balancing movements and uh, activities some people see those as yoga and other things that go on so we can definitely say you know there's many perspectives and a lot of good ideas of how people use this high energy time or this subtle energy time but all in all people know that they are experiencing effects of the greater picture and the larger whole of what we are that we are interconnected and that all parts of what makes up life is a part of us therefore respect for the planet respect for all that is of this planet as well as the many planetary uh, bodies that we consider our heavens all of that is the magnificence and the power of us as being humanity and that's how i relate uh, spiritually to the term that i am a child of creator and god and that i am what i am and that i am so uh you know, people who seem to be disconnected to that experience comes to shallow points in their life and disconnected points, and therefore it's almost a heaviness that comes about them. We are more than the body. We are the greater feel and the eternity of energy. So therefore we do not cease to exist because the body is released. So there's just many beliefs and things that come into that. Do I have a caller there? It's Hello? Atlanta from Canada. Hello, Alana. Hello, How are grandmother. You? I have a quick question. Well, um, okay. The perigee of the moon, when the Earth is closest to the moon, according to the Gnostics um, and the Gnostic and the uh, Sophia um, or Gaia Ela creation story, that is when um, Ela sends out a surge of frequency as she remembers who she is, where she came from, and, and her own story, and that. It affects all of us, but those who are really conscious can uh, use this time to tune into that and remember who we are, where we came from, and our own story. It, um, I, I keep hearing, you know, some of the stories you've told us over the times from the uh, Native American creation story, and it all sounds familiar to me. Can you comment quickly on that? Well. When we speak of the earth, we're speaking of that she, we're speaking of that feminine, because we see the earth as our mother, especially in native cultural thinking. Earth is our mother, and uh, we see it as what we consider our true mother, meaning the mother of all humanity, not just the birth mother that we come through as being humanity. And... Uh, there is an exchange that's happening and a heightening that's happening. And, of course, then when I go to science to say how is that supporting the cultural ways of my people, which is why I engaged in science at a, the age of 16, 17 years old. I wanted to know how the massive world, how mass society uh, moves and, and in comparison to the way my people do it. And at this time, because of the fluid levels within us, there is a high sensitivity in women and also in uh, many global, what we would consider indigenous cultures, this is the time that a woman actually has her moon time, which is menses. 
And that sensitivity of being in touch with the planet itself and all of humanity and all of life that makes up this wonderful tapestry that we live on. This is this is highly part of what we see as the moon cycles, and I thank you for reminding us of that. Okay, we're going to move to closing our program now. We want to thank everyone who has called in as we knit our world together in a single focus as we can speak now through technology from all these wonderful, wonderful places. You keep things going, you keep life moving, and be always in all good things. Welcome you to know what's coming up, to get information on other episodes and share your reflections and questions. You are important and you matter. Shades of Life. Listen on Anchor. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot FM forward slash shades hyphen of hyphen life. Watch on YouTube. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash capital S letter O capital L I F E. Find out more on the blog site HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash shades of life SOL dot blogspot dot com. Share your input on Facebook HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.facebook.com forward slash capital C letter O capital L I letter F letter E dot SOL. Stay tuned together as we make the difference. Expand your knowledge and you will transform your mind. Bruce H. Lipton